I feel like this episode has me, uh, what's the word? What? <gasps> Tongue-tied. You know, I think this episode and this month is going to have more dad jokes than any time we've ever podcasted ever. Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. This month, Jim, we're doing a deep dive into not magic. Not magic. That's right. Something completely different. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) They never get old. OT cannot magic. Yes. Cannot magic. Yes. This is an exciting time. We're launching into February. It's February 2nd, 2022. And we are going to just talk all about all the ways in which, you know, twisting and tying and circling cord um, and, and what is not magic. You know, we've talked about it a lot. Yes. Um, so before we get into all of that today, February 2nd is Groundhog Day. Ooh, Phil. We are, I know, Puxatawney Phil. We are halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And Mm. uh, this is one of the eight points of the year, known as the wheel of the year in a lot of sort of witchcraft. And this is a holiday. People know it as Groundhog Day, but modern neo-pagans and witches know it as Imbolc or Candlemas. So this is kind of a big season and it marks the start of spring, meaning the very, very beginning of spring. A lot of people think of the spring equinox as the start of spring, but in, if you look at it agriculturally, it's sort of the peak of spring. Mm. Um, So if you notice, notice when you go outside, the little sprouts are starting to sprout. The little things are starting to come up. Have you seen snowdrops? Yes. You know, blossoming. Have you seen the little green shoots of either crocus or maybe even the beginnings of your daffodils? You know, something, your bulbs are starting to put little shoots up. So even if it's snowing where you are, you may later in February have blooming crocuses in the snow. It's a really beautiful, you know, thing to see. So Mm. this is what we know of as Imbolc in Seattle today. um, Actually last week, we had the first sunset after 5 p.m., which is, thank goodness, Huge right? through, yes. Ugh. So we're actually having the days lengthen, and we're having a day, a few days where it's, oh, is it a little warmer? No, nope, it's still cold, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but these things are starting to happen, and this is the promise that the sun is returning is happening. So that's the idea of Imbolc, regardless of what Puxatani Phil tells us. And it's funny that uh, he would be the one to pop up and say hello, because you and I actually popped up to say hello to each other in person last week. And it was so nice to see your face. (laughs) We actually saw each other. It was so great to see each other, give each other real hugs. We're usually just through Zoom, through the pandemic. And it was Mm -hmm. so great to meet up. Why didn't we take a photo? No selfie. Oh, we, we got, got we got tied up, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those will not end. Be prepared, That's, everyone. Why did we decide not magic needed a whole month? Good question. It's because when we did our episode twenty four, the magic of Celtic knots and cables, that has turned out to be one of our most listened to episodes of all time. So clearly, we need to give people more of what they want. I think we have mentioned, I have mentioned Not Magic since 
episode number one. Yes. And you were like, what is not magic? I think at first you were like, what? Yeah. And I have worked with, you know, not magic, you know, since the beginning of when I started was a little baby witch and, and was exploring magical work. And it's very fundamental. There's lots of lots to it. Um, we've, uh, in, in my practice, have used it a lot. Um, and I just think about when we think about what is uh, knit a spell or what is crochet or any of those things, mm. knitting, it really is fundamentally one of the most rudimentary sort of things we think about, like what, yes. how could this be magic, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to dive in. I think we really need to like talk about like, what is it? So first let's talk about like ancient origins. So you did a little bit of research about string. Yes. Well, Tell luckily enough, that. our final episode of the month, which we'll allude to more later, is going to be an interview with author Brandy Williams, who wrote Chord Magic, Tapping into the Power of String, Yarn, Twists, and Knots. And in that book, she reveals that string is one of the first and oldest tools dating back 90,000 years to the Neanderthals. Jeez. Yeah. So string is like in, starting with the Neanderthals, used to, uh, you know, wear teeth and shells as adornment, question mark, or was it for magic purposes? We may never know, but it seems like a lot of work to go through, as uh, Brandy mentions in her book. It makes sense. I mean, humans, as we start to use, early humans, as they start to use tools, finding, you know, enormous uses for lashing or tying two things together. And in myriad ways that a rudimentary stick suddenly becomes far more useful if you can lash a rock to it or tie two sticks together, or, you know, hundreds of different things become possible when you can attach things together. And before we figured out glue, and glue was really, you know, advanced adhesives really aren't that useful. But string and rope and twine and whatever you want to call it starts to become really the way in which things are, are put together. And so you start to have this amazing way of putting things together. Well, there's something, you know, if you're in an animist culture, if if your spiritual beliefs and what you're carving and what you're sort of seen to be uh painting on walls and carving indicates that you have live in this sort of animist, you know, spiritual belief, what you do and how you're living and your spiritual beliefs aren't separated. So of course, string and rope are going to be, everything is going to have a spiritual side. Yes. And so here you have string having a practical purpose, but also potentially a spiritual and metaphysical purpose as well. Totally. Yes. I mean, it's been used from everything from seafaring to climbing, engineering, weaving, net making. Um, You know, it creates strong, purposeful knots and can, depending on what you're doing with it, mean life and death. Yeah. I mean, we became really dependent on the technology of string, rope, twine, all those things. It was Mm -hmm. a huge thing. I mean, if we really think about it, like the advancement of the wheel, well, sure. But I think string, yarn, rope, probably Mm -hmm. even more fundamental. We see it in plants. So like we see long blades of grass, Mm. you can pound the fibers in vines and in, and in reeds and in other fibers, but we also have the fibers growing out of our own bodies, not just coming out of spiders and out of worms and animals, but we see it growing out of our own bodies, right? As I look at your hair, I think about how 
ancient people may have taken human hair or the hair of uh, long hair of animal tails or other things and braided it and created, uh, you know, textiles out of that. Mm. And again, that's really meaningful when it comes from a living being and is transformed into something strong that you can use in this way. So Again, you think about that animism. Wow, we have something really powerful and really amazing. So it's ancient work. And we start to see like, wow, we're braiding someone's hair to keep it out of our face. Yep. This sort of symbology starts to show up. And, and all the ways in which knots and braids and twists and turns, all these things start to over ancient times, make it into our common vernacular. And so you see it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere from the basics of like tie the knot. So mm. you have these um, uh, idea of like, uh, if people are going to get married, they're going to tie the knot. Well, this comes from an ancient ceremony um, called a hand fasting in Western culture. We get it from something called a hand fasting where you would literally tie a string or a rope around to a couple and tie them as a symbol of their connection, or you'd tie their wrists together. Yeah. I myself, this is how I was had my commitment ceremony with my husband is we had a hand fasting and our, each of the vows represented a ribbon and our hands were tied together. You look at Chinese culture and there's lots of knots, you know, yes. with silk thread and elaborate sort of knots that, that are, you know, at um, Chinese new year, which is actually yesterday, Chinese yep. new year. I forgot to go. say that lunar new year was yesterday. It's the water dragon year. So mm. we have a lot of those knots we'll see in these elaborate sort of things. Mm. So there's all kinds of things. There's other ways that the not language shows up as well, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, if you've ever heard a song that hits you kind of way, you might say it tugs at your heartstrings. Um, if you're playing a game with someone and there's no winner and loser, often that's called a tie. Um, I never thought about that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, duh. If you're getting anxious, you might say your stomach is in knots. It's interesting just to see, again, how this is trickled into ways that you don't even think of necessarily. And whether you're using it for, quote, harmful ways or not, you know, some people would say like, oh, if your stomach is tied in knots, maybe you're hexed, you know, because it's it's tied up energy. But you know, that's, I guess, the whole duality of like, it's just how you intend to use it. So, right. So what is not magic? Not magic is we gave, gave some background. Not magic is the act of using a textile or a string, a rope or twine, using a knot, a braid or a twist in a mindful and magical way, imbuing it with intention and, and meditation, using the powers of our imagination and our thoughts to imbue that with, with meaning and intention and using that knot in specific ways. We can tie a knot to bind something or to, or to put something in place or to secure something. We can twist something. We can braid something. We can braid um, things into a braid for different purposes. Yeah. We can also untie something or break something yes. by untying a knot or by releasing a knot or, or creating a slip knot and then opening the slip knot. So there's lots of ways to use color and herbs and all kinds of things in knot magic. But this is basically what knot magic is, is using that power of the tension and the tie and the symbolism of, of knots and of tying two things together, if you wish. But there's mm -hmm. a myriad number of ways in which you can use this idea of knots, twists, braids, all these things with the intention and imagination to create a magical intent and to support your magical work and your magical intent as a tool. That is really my definition of what not magic is. 
Yes. So you can see that as you're knitting, crocheting, weaving, all these things, you can start to, with each of those things, imbue intent in. Now you see how this is all a ton of, you know, 36 cast-ons of not magic, right? So we'll talk about that after the break. But I wanted to give a good definition now that we've given some background of what not magic is. All right. So after the break, I'm going to tell people a little bit about the ways that crafting, you can use knots to put magic inside of it. And uh, it may be already in a thing that you have done previously. Things I may not have thought about. Oh, uh, there's another one for the ticker if you're counting along. <laughs> we'll right. dive into that in just a minute. We'll be right back. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners, are you looking for a magical accessory to add to your making or magical toolkits? Well, guess what? We have the perfect merchandise for you from your favorite podcast, Knit a Spell. The front of each bag includes our logo so that you can tell everyone that you're a fan of the best podcast that includes magic and making in the entire world that I'm currently aware of. If you're a maker, you'll especially love the magical sigil I've put on the back of the large drawstring bag, which will help you notice any mistakes in your project sooner than you might expect. The back of the smaller zip bag has inspiring notions to help get your creative juices flowing, and is made from a sturdy fabric to house sharp things like scissors, needles, and more. Both of our Knit a Spell bags are available exclusively at makersmercantile.com. Welcome back. I wanted to talk about the idea of not magic in our making and how I realized uh, I've been doing this since I was a small child. Perhaps you've heard of friendship bracelets. Did you ever make those, Jim? So when I was a kid, we had plastic cord, like flat cord, and we would make friendship bracelets, but they were four cords that went back and forth. They were kind of square bracelets that went around and uh, we'd wear those. But there were also these, we would use uh, embroidery floss and we'd make friendship bracelets or friendship pins too, which is not related to this, which were little safety pins with beads on them. We put on our shoelaces. But yeah, friendship bracelets have been around even since I was a kid, you were a kid, friendship bracelets. Yes. So these were knots, right? That was basically a macrame. I think that's, that's a right. macrame, right? Teeny weeny macrame, yes. Now we do it with paracords and think we're all tough and stuff. Yeah. Oh my, my gosh. I'm like, that I is, know, right? Girl, that's just macrame. <laughs> yeah. So modern knot magic can be used for spell bindings, preventing things, and for focusing spells, or like you said, releasing powers. We had on uh, Opal who was saying she would do uh, like a crochet chain when she was upset or wanting to release something and then pull it so that it would all pop out of the universe. And I love that idea. Fabulous idea. Such a fabulous Mm -hmm. idea. Crochet is so easy. You don't even need to do it with crochet hooks. You can do that with a long piece and just do the little loops, tie and tie and tie with your finger and then just be like, and rip it out. Um, And then again, that's when you can incorporate additional layers, like what color or colors is it going to be? What shape might it be? All of these layers of intent to consider even before starting the actual process of making the knot. How many strings are you going to include? How many colors will you do? How many knots? You know, are they all going to stay in there? Are they going to be released over time? You know, it's how many fibers is in the yarn that you're using? It's so layered, so layered. Yeah. How many and plies was that yarn? Yeah. Exactly. That's a- and the fact that 
so many crafts can utilize string to do a knot magic is, again, makes it so accessible. You can do knitting, crochet, weaving, tatting, macrame, like we were saying, embroidery, any needlework. You can do like little French knots, right? Um, sewing, just to name a very few. Beading uses cord and string. Yes. I mean, basically almost every craft you can do and you can utilize a string or cord in some way, shape or form, even ones you don't think about, you know, mm -hmm. you could incorporate it. There's a way to incorporate string. We used to do this with pottery where we would put string in and, and use oh. that as to impress a pattern as oh. we pressed into the clay. Mm. There's a ton oh, of different do ways. That with cooking too, I'm sure, right? That's or baking sure. and all sorts of things. As you're tying up your roast. Yes. You, each one of those ties as you're tying apples and onions into your pork loin, you know, you mm. can tie each of those, you know, with herbs, roasting vegetables and tying up cabbage around vegetables, whatever you're doing, you can use twine or string to do that in anything. So it's mm. just so string twine, all those things are so ubiquitous that it's yeah. easy to use it and then use it in a, in a thoughtful and a magical and intent, intent with with intent if you wish even pasta is string right i sent you that meme of someone who is knitting with their noodles yes which, with oh. their chopsticks which was hilarious it was actually someone actually knitting yes with their chopsticks in their noodle bowl and i and first thing impressive. i thought was very grandpa like stop playing with your food the first thing I thought was, how does the person have the will to do this and not just eat it? I wanted to eat the noodle scarf. That looked really good. <gasps> oh, maybe that was the ultimate goal. That does seem like it would be satisfying. As an example of a way that I've used Knot Magic, my Ship to Shore shawl uses a stitch called Knot Stitch. And it uh, is a process where you knit into three stitches as if they're one to essentially make three new stitches from that one. So it's almost like you're knotting up one intent to bloom another. What intent, what suggested intent would you have for someone doing the ship to shore shawl? What would be some of the things they could do with that? The initial intent was to tie someone who, tie someone who was traveling to someone who wasn't. So it would almost be like a, a remembrance scarf. So while you're making it, you're thinking of the person that you're not gonna see. And then while you're wearing it, you're reminded of them and that kind of activates the connection. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's mm -hmm. a beautiful, like come back to me or, you know, remember me or yep. I love you, I miss you. Keep me safe and bring me home safely type of vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a layer of protection on a literal layer of protection because it's a shawl. <laughs> what a beautiful piece. You can check it out if you want, lightformlighter.com. Yeah. So, so that is just a few ways that you can put not work or not magic into your craft, lowercase c, crafting. But Well, let me just say, all month, we are going to have more conversation. We're going to get even deeper into not magic. If you're here and you think this is interesting, don't worry because there's a special kind of knot magic that we're going to get into next week called the witch's ladder. Ooh. I have made the witch's ladder. They are highly effective. Ooh. It's a very specific spell, a very specific thing to make. And we are going to talk about what is a witch's ladder, how to craft it, what it does, how to use it. 
how to undo it. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, the witch's ladder is powerful magic. And sometimes people see them hanging from trees and they're creepy. No, no, no. We have them hanging in our room, like with dollar bills in there and all the things you want, you put in a witch's ladder and it's freaking awesome. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. All right, well, next week will be fun then. We're going to talk about prayer shawls. And then finally, we are going to interview the amazing Brandy Williams, who is the author of, if you're watching the YouTube, Chord Magic. Um, I'm very excited to meet her and talk to her about her book. The book is awesome. We are loving reading it. Look forward to all the episodes this month. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, well, let's tie up the episode with a little oracle card. Let's use the uh, Stitcher's oracle deck since we're all about string. Let's get some advice for our upcoming week. While you're shuffling the Light from Lantern newsletter, this is the week you want to subscribe. We are going to be doing a giveaway. Woo! And you're going to get the details if you subscribe to the Light from Lantern newsletter email list you will have a chance to win the giveaway details are coming but i want to just say this is your big chance if you're subscribed you have a chance to win yes and how do you subscribe you go to lightfromlantern.com and you subscribe to the newsletter katie actually writes it it's not written by robots there's no team of people it's actually us and you can subscribe anytime unsubscribe anytime katie is awesome and wonderful and it's not too much, just enough to keep you in the loop. That's right, because I don't have a team of experts, so I don't send daily emails or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they usually have something worth opening if I'm sending it. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Yes. The other plug is today, Wednesday, February twenty, February 2nd, 2022, yes. is the start of my Intro to Palmistry class. Woo-hoo. And you, if you're listening to this, you can still sign up on February 2nd. If you're listening to this and it's not February 2nd, sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on the next time it comes around. Duh, yeah, do at that. Thedivinehand.com. That's where you can hit learn, click learn, and find out about my classes and offerings. So that's right. Yeah. All right. Let's pull a card and see what we get. Ta-da. That's funny. <laughs> it's string kind of knotted up a little bit going through the eye of a needle. A needle pulling thread. What is like your thought about that? Patience may be the name of the game this week. I know from experience that this tangly knot situation probably isn't actually knotted up if you just take time to pull slowly to get it organized. But if you're going to go in a rush and try to like whoop pull it all out, it's definitely going to knot. So, I mean, it is just the end of Mercury retrograde. So, Ease back in, just patience. Yeah, I love that. I also am really drawn to the point of that needle and the Mm. idea that a needle can go through. A needle can pull your thread through, Mm. but it's really hard to get your thread through by just poking the thread itself. So follow the needle. Mm. And that I think is a really important sort of metaphor for, you know, how have you thread your needle and and what do you need to put a needle on and hone, hone how you're going at things. Hopefully you're excited for a month of knots. And if not, 
Well, too bad. We're doing it anyway. I hope you're signed up for the Light from Lantern newsletter so you have a chance to win our giveaway that will be announced very soon. And I hope to see you next week when we talk about The Witch's Ladder. Woohoo! Yes, I can't wait. Until next week, Jim, have a good one. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye, all. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week. 